We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Today, we preview Newcastle United against Bournemouth and also talk through what the rest of the season looks like potentially for Newcastle United as we return in third place looking up rather than down. We do these previews for every single first-team fixture on our Patreon platform. You'll get a Leicester preview this week if you haven't signed up already. Come and join us. It's from £3 a month uh, for ad-free podcasts. Uh, and then there's a couple of other tiers. So come and join us. We'd love to have you. Maybe it's a good Christmas present for the Newcastle United fan in your life. I don't know. Ooh. That's your decision. Charlotte likes it. What a great idea. Lovely idea. Charlotte then, Bournemouth at home. I'll tell you what it is, and maybe you can extend, extend on it. It's it's 52,000 people. It's Christmas, the last bit of Christmas shopping before going to the match, maybe for some people. It's the worst possible fixture as a Bournemouth <laughs> fan. You think you're cursed that this is your pre-Christmas fixture. Um, and it's just great to be back. How are you feeling about it all? I'm really excited. I was. We were at the um, Rio Friendly, and it was nice to be back in St. James's Park, but that is obviously... Um, you know, it's different. It's a friendly, doesn't, the stakes are lower. Uh, there's a lot of kids there. I'm sure there'll be some kids at the Bournemouth game as well, but it is a night game and I don't think the schools are broken up and stuff like that. So I think, I think it'll be a pretty good atmosphere. It's, it's the final sort of thing before Christmas. It, everybody's been watching the World Cup or not watching the World Cup if you couldn't be bothered. Um, we've had this break and like, it's, it's, we're back. I know it's a cup game and not a league game, but it's, we're back and it's just, going to be really nice to be back in St. James's Park in the cold night air. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Sorry, same question. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what to expect on Tuesday night because uh, the Palace game had a very exhibition-friendly feel to it. There wasn't much of an atmosphere and it was lots of kids. Um, and that was weeknight as well. But the, there is something about the fact that this is the, the only proper competitive fixture we get before Christmas. Everyone will be up for it. It's that time of year. Um, I think a lot of the tickets went to season ticket holders, so it'll be the usual crowd in their seats. Um, so I'm expecting it to be pretty pretty big. And it, it's a huge game. It's, it's a real opportunity here because if we can get ourselves into the quarterfinals of this cup, was it the quarterfinals? Or would be, is this yeah. the fourth round? It'll be quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Um, thrown off by the fact that we played the third round in like November. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I think it's it's massive. It's a big opportunity. We were speaking to um, our good friend Colin Whittle yesterday, weren't we? And, um, We'll, we'll get onto it a bit later about what, what the rest of the season holds, but the, the League Cup is a huge, huge opportunity, and it would be just such a brilliant starting point for this this new Newcastle United regime, and probably much sooner than any of us expected, so I, I've got high 
high hopes, and I think that that will reflect in the, in the crowd and the atmosphere on Tuesday. Hope you're right, of course, and I, th- I think I think you are right. And you know, yesterday it was nice. It was nice to see the lads back. There were some familiar body shapes, familiar runs, familiar Sven Botman isms that I saw on the pitch, and that's great. But it was almost what it was supposed to be. It's like a, it's a run around and a kickabout. Rayo brought some fucking mental fans. Congratulations yeah. to them for kind of, you know, keeping the attention of most of the crowd compared <laughs> to the football in the second half. Everyone's just watching them. But but it is back properly on Tuesday. Bit mental. It's Tuesday. Not yeah. very much notice for a lot of people. Probably a few tickets changing hands there because people's plans have been well, particularly with the kids. Um, but I can't wait for it. And like you say, Sai. Massive game, but big occasion. You know, this is St. James's Park. Like, what what I felt as the teams came out yesterday um, in the friendly, I was just like, this should be a league game. Fuck the World yeah. Cup. This should have yeah. been last Saturday before Christmas. And it, and it, it, yeah, we were still at St. James's Park watching Newcastle play, but it's not the same. Tuesday's a bit of a return to that. It's competitive football, and it's a massive, massive game for Newcastle United. I don't know if it's a massive game for Bournemouth, so let's talk about that a little bit. And are these guys almost the perfect opposition there was some conversation about this in one of the previews i think we did in the previous round against palace and you know the league cup was very much a viable option for palace they're not going to get relegated so it's a bit like we used to be but never did you've got to go for the cups where bournemouth bournemouth have just got to stay in the league charlotte could we have handpicked better opposition um well no not really out of the ones that are left i don't think so um i think we have a real opportunity here Bournemouth do need to focus on um on the league they've had a sort of rocky start they they sacked their manager and then um and then so their interim manager has now been allowed to be what's his name Gary O'Neill Gary O'Neill it's a real name that just won't stick in my head sorry Gary um yeah, I think they just need to really focus on kind of a reset. They've had a takeover. At, at Michael B. Jordan now has a stake in Bournemouth, which is a bit weird for Wire fans of the Wire. Um, and also, I think he's probably in a Marvel franchise. I'm not sure. But uh, another Hollywood actor coming to our le- our country and buying clubs or stakes in. I don't know. I, 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 think it's, I think it's a real good opportunity for us. It's at St. James's Park. Bournemouth shouldn't really be focusing on this game. I don't think they'll put out a full strength side. Uh, no. No, the answer is we couldn't have handpicked a better opposition. So how, how much relevance do you think that one one home draw against the same opposition back in September when we hardly played any football September, but we did play against Bournemouth. Uh you know, do you, do you see that game as relevant to this one? Um certainly because they'll be looking at that and think, well this is what we did last time and a draw 90 minutes, take it to pens, would, would suit them. You know, that I, I think Charlotte's right. They're probably not going to take the cup that seriously. They're, they're like lower mid-table, aren't they? They're about 15th or something. Yeah. Um, but they did smash Everton in the last round and then smashed them again in the same week in the league. Like They scored like eight goals against them, didn't they? Seven. Seven. <laughs> um, so I, I don't think they should be taken too lightly, but yeah, I think they'll be looking at that game and thinking, well, the only way to play against Newcastle United is to try and sit in and, and stop them from scoring loads of goals. Um, because, I mean... At the time, it did work, but they might also be looking at the, uh, the the six or seven fixtures that followed it, and we we learned how to score goals against teams that did that. So it, it's relevant, but they might also have to think, well, actually, if we if we do that, and then they and Miggy just carries on the form he was in before the break, it's not going to work. Um, we were so much better than we were then, but yeah, I think there's also the element of this will be our first competitive fixture back after a month. It won't be as intense as as we got 
by October, um, November time, um, we might not have that 90 minutes of, of pressing in. So if they can if they can frustrate us for 50, 60 minutes, maybe that's enough And because and we, we might start running out of ideas. That said, we've got pretty much the full squad available. There'll be, there'll be players on the bench desperate to come on and, and do something as well. So it's a dangerous game for Bournemouth to play, but it's it's the only way they could approach this. So I think we will see a lot of the same, a lot of 10 men behind the ball, a lot of restricting our opportunities to to find space, um, which doesn't make for a great spectacle. But I also am confident that we, we learned how to deal with that towards the uh, the end of the first part of the season. And a lot of it will, will presumably have to do with team selection as well. So we can move on to that because we were missing... A lot of players that day were missing ASM, uh, Callum Wilson, Shelby, and Bruno. That was Bruno's return game, but he, he managed kind of 60, and it was a very laboured 60 for for Bruno, mm. um, you know, in comparison. It's always the, the, the tough one for these these games, isn't it? Because what type of team will Eddie Howe play? Charlotte, you, you told me an anecdote, or you told us on the instant reaction on Patreon, an anecdote yesterday about what a Bournemouth man Bournemouth man, fan. A Bournemouth man. <laughs> says, sounds like he's committed a defence in the local paper advertising. Mm. Bournemouth man says this. What did you say, Charlotte, about how in the cups? Well, it it was it was actually on um, our preview. Oh. Did we do a Rio preview? It was yeah. on that show on Patreon. Um, he said that Eddie Howe doesn't do the cups. He's not interested in the cups. He just wants to like push on in the league. Um, this is a guy who is a massive Bournemouth fan, um, and he's speaking as his in, in, as his experience of of his experience of Eddie Howe. My words don't work this morning. Um, managing Bournemouth. Now I don't agree with him, but then he w- then we drew Bournemouth. I didn't agree with him anyway necessarily because Eddie Howe's changed a lot since he managed changed Bournemouth. Jobs. Yeah, he's changed, changed jobs. jobs. He went to Europe. He's mm. made everything digital. He's been busy. Um, but then we drew Bournemouth and this guy messaged me and was like, oh, maybe he will do the cups. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, I think Eddie Howe has something to prove here. It's his old side. It's 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 proving that kind of um, that kind of I do do the cups, actually. Like, I think he's proving he's got that to prove. It has been very clear that um, like winning something is important to um, our owners and to him since he joined Newcastle. And um, this is a fantastic opportunity. So I, d- I do think it's going to be a good game. It's an interesting conversation because I can see the point the guy's making. Uh, if you look at the Crystal Palace game, uh, Hal made 10 changes to that team. That's not what you would suggest is taking the cup particularly seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not He's not alone guilty of that. Every team does it. Um, and every team has done it for, for 20, 25 years now, especially the League Cup, which is considered probably less important than the FA Cup. But it is a different scenario because he's got a team that's third in the league. He's not got a team like Bournemouth who was they were comfortable a couple of years, but he was always really in a relegation battle. And, and when you're in a relegation battle, there's only so far you're ever going to go in the Cups. Um, it's very unlikely you're going to get to the to the, the lower ends of it. And it is potentially a, dist- a distraction for a smaller club with a smaller squad and players that you don't want to get injured. Where a much bigger club with a, a bigger squad, you know, I think I've been impressed myself even by the number of fringe players who've got something to offer. So he, he can he can take the cup more seriously without even looking like taking the cup more seriously because he's just got that the, the better resources available to him. I think he still will play, he'll make changes and he'll, he'll um, you know, weaken the team for cup games generally because that's what every club does. Every team in the league does it. Um, for this one in particular, I, d- I think he'll go as strong as possible because 
it's not just about this game. It's about players who've had a month off and need the fitness and need the, uh, the, the, the practice, for want of a better word. So I think we'll see a pretty much full-strength team, maybe a lot of changes off the bench because of that that fitness factor, with, with one eye on Leicester because the league is more important. And even... Even PIF, who want to win everything, will will still be saying, well, the Premier League and where we finish in that is still like the absolute most important thing to us. Um, but I think every every supporter would agree that a, a cup win for this for this fan base would be would be incredible, and the club probably understand how big a deal winning a trophy this quickly would be. So I I don't think he won't take the cup seriously. I think he will treat it like most elite managers do, and going forward for the next five ten years, however long he's here. He will do the same thing. He'll use it as an opportunity to bring through players who haven't had many minutes. But Tuesday night, I think, um, will prove your friend man wrong. Charlotte. His name's Alex. I don't know why I've... um... (laughs) Too many Alexes, that's why, Yeah, that's why. We'll call him Bournemouth man. (laughs) But yeah, I I think we'll, we'll, we'll be taking this game very seriously on Tuesday. Okay, so that's that's a really interesting one, Sign. Of course, I hope you're correct, but... We're not even thinking about Leicester, I suppose, because it, you know, the Premier League. What's that? When does it return? Mm. Where did it go? Like Newcastle have got three games. Leicester, Leeds, and Arsenal, and if they can come out of those games potentially with six or seven points, title challenge is on. Title challenge is on. I said it. It's on, and it feels a bit like just just playing a full strength team against Bournemouth jeopardise that. Not necessarily. And you'd think, even though there's a game missing from the Christmas schedule, a traditional Christmas schedule, you're always going to need a bit of rotation. We've like we had a little ghost of the past turn up at St. James's Park yesterday about what happens when you don't prepare for the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. And Florian Lejeune, whose Newcastle career was wrecked by the previous manager um, by making them play three games in six days or some yeah. shit. Um, yeah. And, you know, having not played for 18 months or whatever it was. With like ACL or something. And yeah. So, so you won't get that from Eddie and Mad Dog, but <laughs> it, 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 I suppose one of the questions is, and this is probably back to you, Sai, because you've just said he'll name the strongest team. Like, what even is the strongest team? Because you're looking at Nick Pope, your spine, Pope, Botman, Bruno, Wilson. Now, Wilson wasn't even on the bench yesterday. We don't know if he took part in the behind-closed-doors kickabout the day before. You know, how was very quiet yesterday on Wilson, just didn't want to talk about him. If he's if he's match fit and he's chomping at the bit, you're probably just like, yeah, I'll be back. But he didn't say that. So there's concerns that this injury picked up on international duty is actually quite bad. Or is he diplomatically um, holding him back for Leicester and making it seem like he might not be fit when actually well, yeah. he might just be wanting to make a, a tactical decision to, to keep him? And that's fine. That that would go against your strongest team line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it's, it's like, you know, the, the Palace game... On paper, you're right. We made ten changes, and actually, it was a strong team. Still, it wasn't a piss take. It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't young lads and um, Matt Ritchie. You know, Matt Ritchie still know any of the team. Yeah. <laughs> like once once Ritchie's getting a game these days, you're like, right, well, what's gone wrong here? <laughs> but essentially, I just I, I kind of feel, and I'm, I want to be wrong. I kind of feel like it might be a similar team to what we saw yesterday, maybe with a bit of Joe Linton. The bench uh, will be stronger. Yeah, than the that, bench will like, be stronger. Yeah. Maybe a bit of, bit of Joe Linton, and maybe. Maybe you might see a Fabian Cher and a Dan Byrne, but but maybe not, and then possibly Miguel Almiron as well. Well, that's nearly full strength. I think yeah. I think uh, Callum Wilson is is one player that you might treat slightly differently because we know of his injury record and we know of his importance to us. So if if Eddie Howe thinks he can win this game and then keep Callum Wilson for for Boxing Day, he's probably going to try that. 
you might have Wilson on the bench though, because if you want, if you if we if we're one down with twenty minutes to go, he's going to want to try and get back in the game. He's not going to throw it. Um, I think what I what I, strongest team is a very good question because they're, they're, it's a fully fit team now. We saw John Joe Shelby yesterday, but he wouldn't necessarily start a game if we we're picking our strongest team uh, based on form this season. Um, but this is the the beauty of it now. He can he can pick what he thinks is the strongest team, knowing that there's there's class players on the bench as well. And we can take a few risks if someone does get hurt or someone does get a knock. It doesn't matter that much because we've got a bit of depth now. So that's another reason I think that you'll play a very strong team because if, if Shelby doesn't get in that, you've got him on the bench and you've got him available for, for Boxing Day. Uh, you could say the same of whoever plays left back out of Burn Target. Shah didn't play yesterday. I, I don't want to see Lascelles starting Vinnie Castle, but you know he wasn't hopeless and he, he can still do a job as, as long as he's alongside someone as good as Botman. Um, and yeah, there's, there's there's options in the front three. You've got Jacob Murphy who played um, not the full game, about 75 minutes yesterday. Joe Linton didn't. Um, there's, there's there's options there that I would consider still playing first team players. So yeah, maybe not absolute full strength, but a, a, a proper strong team. Not, not there'll be not loads of kids in the team. There'll not be players who've not kicked a ball. It'll be you know Mankio won't be playing right back, for example. Like it, I, I just think. He's, he's gonna for, because we've had this time off. He's gonna want as many players to get minutes as possible in preparation for the Leicester game, not to protect them for the Leicester game. So my question to you, therefore, is: What do you want him to play? Do you want him to play all of the class lines, go as strong as possible, or do you think this is Bournemouth at home? We have good footballers. Whoever plays will be better than who Bournemouth can put out. Let's just get let's get in. Let's get out with even with a penalty shootout win again. We'll rely on Nick Pope and Chris Wood banging them in from the spot. And let's concentrate on Leicester. Where do you stand? Um, are those my only two options? No, you can <laughs> throw in as many options as you like. I think I I err on the strong team side. We've still it's still like what is the game on Monday? Yes. So it's still like six days. Yes. Um, between the two, I err on the side of. Bring on the class lads, like get it done in about sixty minutes, and then just bring them off and protect the protect the win. Like that, that's what I that's what I would do. I think like let's have our strongest possible team. You know, the, the, where are the goals going to come from if we don't have Wilson? Well, they they can come from midfield. We have a strong midfield that can score. Um, we have ASM back, who's creative and we know can score or at least can set stuff up. Yesterday he was doing some generous passing, um, which Sai and I were talking during the game. It's almost like, was well, he trying to make a point? Like, look, I can <laughs> and I will. Let me play. Um, so I, I say strong team um, and like, let's just get it done. Don't tire them out with like a penalty shootout or like all of that stuff. There's no need. Let's just Let's just do it. I think Maximan definitely plays on Tuesday and it's his opportunity. So, right, come on, Maxi, you're yeah. back fit. Show us what you can do. Show us why I should pick you for, for league games going forward because he doesn't necessarily get into the team based, again, on, on the form of the players. He's, he'd have to drop one of Joe Linton or Joe Willock and he's, he's not going to want to do that. Um, Leicester are a better side than 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 um, they probably... Their, their league play shows and he's going to probably want to play both of those players. But if Maxi can show us what, what why we all love him and why we, why we think he's the player we can... Um, that they can be um, is it's, it's Tuesday night is his chance. He looked fit yesterday. He played well, like you say, Charlotte. He was playing. He was doing a bit more for his teammates. He was pressing a bit. He was trying to get involved and, and doing the job almost a little bit too unselfishly because the Maxi man we know and love, 
can be selfish and can beat a player and get a shot off and, and score goals out of nowhere. But um, he will need to learn how to play the Eddie Howe way as well. He has to be able to do both. Um, but Tuesday's a massive chance for him. I think he'll definitely, definitely start him. Before we do part two of the show, then let's get a couple of predictions or three. I'll start. Uh, I think Bournemouth are going to come. I think they're going to change players and I think they're going to make it really difficult. But I think Newcastle will win 2-0. Charlotte, how's it going to go? I think 1-0. One goal will decide it. We'll win. It's us. It's our goal. But just the one. Yeah, I think it'll be be a tight affair. But uh, are we going to go to pens? Maybe a pen shootout for fun. 1-1 pen shootout. No, it's night time. I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to break for some adverts now. If you don't want to listen to these adverts in these podcasts, it's £3 a month and you help us, you support us and keep us going. So please consider that. Back after these. Okay, part two of the show, I would like to look ahead to the rest of the season. Yes, it's the most unnatural break to a season since 2020, but this one was um, planned all along. Um, and we're back, and we were class. We're coming off five straight league wins. If we're high in Palace in there, if we're high in Vallecano in there, and maybe Bournemouth in there, Anil Al Hilal in yeah. there, it would be nine straight league wins. There isn't a better form team in the Premier League, I don't think. There probably isn't a better form team in the whole of Europe. I didn't check. I don't have time for that. But <laughs> probably, that you know, how good is everyone else? Because we're fucking class. Hmm. Can we win the league, Sai? Uh, we, we talked at length about this yesterday because you seem to be. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you get your points across <laughs> later, but you seem to be getting a little bit carried away with this idea. I I, th- I think it's possible. It is possible because you know um, the the next month of fixtures will will really tell us how serious that that possibility is. You know, if we can get through Leicester, Leeds, and then is it Arsenal? Leicester, Leeds, Arsenal with seven or more points, you, you are a serious title contender because then you, you're getting into January thinking who the fuck is going to beat Newcastle United at football? Like you really are thinking that. Um, you know, there could be a lot of different sets of results there that don't mean it's impossible. But if that happens, I'll, I'll start believing your hype. Um, it's it's still it's, it's still a big big ask because of how good Man City are. Uh, Man City are Arsenal have looked very good and don't look like slipping up. To be fair to them, um, but when our main competitors are a team with Erling Haaland and um, Kevin De Bruyne who can just make football matches their own every single week, um, it's it, it would still be. A serious miracle for us to keep up with that, but I'm not ruling it out. It is possible. It is possible. Thing, the thing that gives me hope is yes, they've got those footballers. Haaland hasn't been out of the team for any serious amount of time this season. Mm. He's missed a couple of games. So is De Bruyne. We're two points behind them. We're two points behind them, and and, and we deserve more points than we have. Yeah, we should have. Well, we could have beaten Wolves. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a vintage performance, but we hit the bar in the last minute. There was a bit of VAR controversy, referee controversy. Newcastle should have a penalty. We definitely should have got at least a point at Anfield, if not more. Um, should have beat Palace. We were robbed. Like there's, there's like what five, six points already. We're fucking top of the league. And I know lots of clubs and lots of teams could look at individual fixtures and think we deserve more here, we deserve more there. I just don't think there's another team in the league, and I include Arsenal in this. I mean, if you look at Arsenal's results. They're not battering teams that the way we've been battering teams. One four one at Southampton, who didn't even we didn't even play well. Arsenal went to Southampton, got a run around for forty five minutes, and yeah. it was one all. You know, it was the same Southampton team with the same players. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm not advocating that Newcastle will win the league, but I've just in this break been no one's been talking about it. Newcastle fans are just delighted to be where they are. And that that's okay. I'm not saying expectations have to change, but I do think we are. Um, 
you know, we're in danger of not recognizing how good this team has been this season. They've been unbelievable. I think people are still frightened to recognize it. Like it still feel because it's all happened quite quickly. And I, ca- I can't say people. I mean me. <laughs> like I know a fucking class. We say it every week on our YouTube thing. Um, but also, it's like I still uh, less and less as time goes on. We still sort of feel like the rug's going to be pulled from under you. And actually, like the more the more games we play, the less that does have like that feeling goes away but like i don't know people i don't know i i it's it's sort of it's I don't, do you know what i'm trying to say yeah, I know, I know exactly. charlotte it's 34 years for me of, of muscle memory right, that like right, you, uh, exactly. you, you just expect something will go wrong this is newcastle united uh, because so far apart from the points you just made dodds where yes we we had points snatched from us by referees by var uh, and bad luck but you'd still think something will happen that will um take away our momentum an unlucky injury a a bad decision here um but yeah we've probably got to get used to that not being the case because um i think we said uh in one of the games before um before the world cup that single bad refereeing decisions used to used to dictate how a game happened for newcastle whereas we can get away because we're so good now two or three things going against us doesn't mean we lose the game. We might still win a game in spite of these things. Whereas under Bruce, if one terrible thing happened, that's all you would talk about afterwards. And that was the bad luck. And that was the moment, you know, a soft penalty is given, we lose the game. Whereas if we give a soft penalty against Leeds, we might still beat them 3-1. So that's the difference now is that um, there can't be many situations where bad luck costs us results now because we've we've gotten so good. But yeah, I, I understand, Charlotte. I, I'm the same. I, I'm still just so used to the um something ruining it and something causing the disappointment that you can't get too too far ahead of myself you just got to keep keep your feet on the ground but I, I understand the point as to why you think dodds that we we can do it because who who no one's in the form we are no yeah. one else is and and there's a, I, I trust these lads and it, it's like i don't want to set myself up for a fall that if we go to leicester and get done two nil i don't think we will but it doesn't change the fact that that one result doesn't mean we're, we're not a very, very good football team. We're probably going to strengthen in January, mm. even though there's the usual dampening of expectations in the media, which is, how, you know, I love it, right? Because you can only report what you're told. So if you've got a source inside the club and they say, we're not going to spend, we might not spend at all in, in January, you're going to report that, but come on. They said, they said the same in, in the summer, 65 million quid on a striker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like in the last two transfer windows, spent more than anyone else in Europe, in both transfer windows, it's been like playing down expectations. Only yeah. so long you can do that without being, you know, ridiculed. But we'll see. I hope, that, I hope you know, I hope these guys are wrong because I want to sign two first team players. And if we've got ASM and Isaac to come back into the team, plus two more first team players potentially being signed, I don't know if there's any of the other top sides that are going to strengthen to that extent. And I suppose it raises a question, Charlotte. How big is the Bournemouth game? Because there is a feeling that this Carabao Cup is here. It's here to be won this season. You know, I'm going to give you an impossible choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ask you to give me the choice anyway. Going through against Bournemouth or three points against Leicester? Leicester. Interesting. Sorry. For me. Okay. Um, is it three points or no points? Can I take a draw and yeah. advancing in the Cup? No. No. Charlotte didn't get that choice. So. No, I, see, see uh, short-term future, I, I want to see us lift a trophy. So I'll I'll go Bournemouth because I also think we could recover from losing <laughs> to Leicester. We'll lift the top of the table trophy. <laughs> That's the trophy. <laughs> I think and it can be both, and I think it will be both. Yeah. But 
I do. I do. I'm interested in this question because there is definitely a feeling within the fan base that this cup game is massive because because of the reasons we've talked about. You're in a quarterfinal. Like you say, Sai, who's going to fucking beat us in the league? Well, who's going to beat us in the quarters when even if you get a Man City or a Liverpool or a whoever, they're not going to play their, their best side yeah. until they get to the final. Uh, I think the semis are only one leg this year as well um, because of the World Cup and mm-hmm. the, the season stuff. So, it, you know, it, it, it's a really interesting one. And it doesn't have to be binary, but I'm Leicester. I'm, I'm with you, Charlotte. I'm, I'm, de- I'm going on Tuesday. I'm desperate to beat Bournemouth. I think we'll beat Bournemouth. But also... It's that that you know we lost to Cambridge and Bournemouth aren't Cambridge. We lost to Cambridge last home last season. It was still an unbelievable season. You can lose in the cup and still have an unbelievable season. Yeah, yeah. your season's kind of defined on on league results. Having said that, Newcastle United winning a trophy, I can't even imagine what the what what my life looks like the day after or the week after. It would just be beyond brilliant. Mm-hmm. But it's nice, isn't it, that we you know that we we have we have a chance in. I don't know when's the the Arsenal games on the third of January. How far are we from the third of January? But in the, ne- in the next couple of weeks, we'll know a lot more, won't we? Yeah, we will know yeah. a hell of a lot more yeah. inside the next two weeks. And I can't wait for it. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. These consequential football matches at this time of the season, we just never had them before. Yeah, the only consequences were shit consequences, where <laughs> you could be cut off at the bottom of the league, which never happens, or you could be in a relegation zone at the end of January, all that kind of stuff. And it's just it's just completely different. Question for you both now would be. Um, what do you think will happen? We're, yeah, I'm saying Newcastle can win the league. I think they deserve that respect. I think if Liverpool were third in the league, or even Man United were third in the league right now, with our record, they'd be saying we can win this league. And I think our players and our management deserve that respect. Doesn't mean they will win it. Not, I'm not saying that. I'm definitely not saying they should win it. But I think they deserve the respect. But to you guys, I don't know who wants to start. What do you think will happen? How will the rest of the season go, and why? I um, I think it's a difficult question to answer because. You, you've said it right. The, the next two or three games uh, will will massively demonstrate to us where we think this is going to go. Um, I also think the January transfer business. Whilst I agree with you, it, it seems likely that this club, regardless of what they say, will probably try and bring in some players. It might not happen because you know it's January market's not always that that easy to to navigate. But this is a January market that comes after a World Cup, so it's a bit different. There's lots of players in high stock. There's lots of players probably looking for moves, um, and there'll be lots of players who want to come to Newcastle United. Um, and they'll be using their agents and, and whatever they can to do that. Um, I think my main concern before the World Cup was that uh, it will it will not only kill the momentum of us winning and winning well for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, but what it took for us to get to that point of winning every week was it was gradual. At the start of the season, we were a bit slow. We didn't have 90 minutes of Eddie Howe pressing in us, and I, I still worry that, um, that that will be the case. We'll be a little bit slower to, to get back to that point because... There is no substitute for competitive football. You can't keep the lads that kind of fit without playing competitive matches. However, we were there yesterday, and I was very impressed with how sharp we looked. And it was a mixture of um, of players who will start and won't start um, in in the coming games. But I thought we looked pretty on it. I thought we looked not not far off the the kind of football we want to be playing again. And uh, you know, we, we get a good competitive game against the Premier League team on Tuesday, which a lot of the others don't. You know, Leicester are playing MK Dons. They don't they don't get the same the same kind of practice for our game, if you, if you know what I mean. So uh, I'm, I'm less worried about this drop-off in, in intensity and fitness that might have come. Also, from the fact that we've got a fully fit squad, minus Isaac, who we're still not sure when we'll see him, but hopefully soon. Um, it, 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 we shouldn't be as badly impacted by the break as, as we thought we would be. I mean, the, the World Cup has been the worst thing for Newcastle. We, we, we're the, we were the worst, we've had the worst impact of that for, because we were flying and we would have, I think, just 
kept winning games right up to Christmas had we had a normal set of fixtures. But yeah, I, I'm more optimistic than I was before the World Cup based on, ridiculously, it was just a friend yesterday, but based on what I've seen, based on the kind of what came from um, the Saudi trip, it sounded like, you know, they were all up for it. A good little result against Al-Halid, you know. Um, all things are pointing to us continuing the way we left off, which is really encouraging. Charlotte, same question. Yeah, I uh, I agree with Sai. I think I think it's I, I just think everything's going well. Everything's looking good, and um, and the break has been horrible, and it's been horrible for fans, and I've hated that. But I think yesterday was really encouraging. We've got people coming back. Bruno was there yesterday. I just looked at Instagram. He was he was um, in the stands, so he's coming back. I just think I, I'm encouraged by by the rest of the season. What do you think will happen though? I don't want to answer the question because I don't know. Um, I think we could. I think we could win the league, but like you say, we're not. Like that's not saying we're going to. And I think that's a really um, that's a really like piece of nuance that like we were talking about this in the car. When you say we could win the league, we're in that conversation. We're not saying we're going to. But I think we have what we what it takes. So, do I think we will? Do I think that's going to happen? I'm going to say yes. Oh, I'm wow. going to say <laughs> yes. I think we're going to finish first or second this season. That's, I feel like nervous saying that. <laughs> I genuinely feel nervous saying that. But I think that that's where we'll end. I, I don't want to spoil that because I, I love the idea that we're sitting here talking about Newcastle winning the league. I think we have. I don't think we will. I don't think we. Will. I think Man City and maybe Arsenal as well. We could we could finish beneath beneath those two because I don't think I don't see anyone else catching us or being as good as us. Um, I, I think we've actually hit a point where not qualifying for the Champions League we'd we'd consider disappointing from where we are right now. You know, if, if that happened, if, you know, if we had a real run of bad luck and some injuries and, and our, our form fell off a bit, you know, I wouldn't blame Eddie Howe. I wouldn't think anything less of him. Um, but I would. I have hit a point now where I think Champions League football is there for us to have next season, and if we don't get it. I'll, I'll be a little bit disappointed. Uh, I don't really want to play. Uh, it's, it's really arrogant, but I don't want to play Europa Conference. Fuck that. Like, <laughs> we're, we're already better than Europa Conference. Uh, you know, I'll take Europa League if we had to, but I've hit a point where I think Champions League really is, has got to be the target from now on. And I think that's that will be seen in what we do in the January transfer window. But winning the league, it might just be a bit too soon. I, I, I love the optimism, guys, but I, I just can't see it yet. I don't think like I think Champions League is like a given to me. Like, okay, <laughs> if we're not gonna, I still think we could win the league, and I'm gonna I'm saying it like, what first or second, but Champions League definitely. Like that just feels definite to wow. me. Do you not think? No, it, it's really interesting because expectation is something that Eddie Howe seems to want to guard against. Whether that's in the stands. Well, it will be in the stands, but I think particularly within within his own squad, an, an expectation can take many forms, but I think he, he wants Newcastle to approach Leicester. I mean, Leicester are, where are they in the league? They're 13th in the league away yeah. from home. Their home record is shit. They've improved somewhat since their horrible days at the start of the season, but they've mostly approved away from home, playing counter-attacking football. Mm. Um, I think he wants us to go into Leicester away, kind of treating... Leicester, like we tr we treat them last season, he doesn't want any drop off in mentality that every game is a battle and all this kind of stuff. And that's probably as, as much as in terms of where we are as a squad and experience. It's that mentality that we don't have yet. That one, you know, the kind of elite mentality the top clubs and players have, where they play Leicester away or they play Southampton at home, and they're just like we 
we know if we turn up, we'll win. I don't think he thinks we're there yet. So in terms of Champions League, the good thing that we've got going for us, if Newcastle finish sixth this season, despite uh, disappointment or, you know, because Newcastle would have to have a reasonably a reasonable drop-off to yeah. not finish where they are now. Um, Eddie Howe's not going to lose his job for finishing sixth. He's, you know, and that's a nice place to be. Mm. Newcastle are still going to, fans are still going to love Eddie Howe if we finish sixth. If we have a slightly, well, even if we have a much worse end to the season or second half of the season, Eddie Howe, Newcastle, the project is still on track. The improvement, you know, from uh, 20th to 11th in the space of a few months last season, and then even if Newcastle were to finish sixth this season or even seventh, 11th to seventh, that is still massive progress in a season. However, <laughs> however, you, for that to happen and for us to not get Champions League, the level of drop-off, considering that we already don't have as many points as I think we deserve, it would have to be quite remarkable. And other teams can do shit. And maybe the the main reason Funny Castle potentially not winning the league is not so much what Newcastle can do. It's just that Man City have experience of winning 18 in a row to, mm. to do what they've got to do. And that's Arsenal's concern, maybe. Arsenal's concern isn't... I mean, they've won 12 out of 14 games. It's been a lot of those games, I think, unlike us, a lot of those games... Arsenal lucky to win. Um, but that's an extraordinary achievement. And they're five points clear at the top of the league. But they know Manchester City can just win 18 in a row. They've done it before. The players know what they're doing. Arsenal don't know that. Even we don't know that. Mm. So that's a big thing. But in terms of the teams below us, and we, you know, I've done a, a series on Patreon for patrons, speaking to fans of top six clubs to get their view of the season so far and their view of Newcastle. All of them are talking Newcastle. None of them are saying we're definitely going to catch Newcastle. When I'm asking who's going to fit in this top four, they've all put their own teams in plus Newcastle United. So I think top four, while it's not a given, I agree with you, Charlotte, that this team are one of the best four teams in this league. I expect us, by the way, to continue to improve as the season goes on. It's mm. like you said, Si, unlike a lot of sides, we've been getting better as we go, not the opposite. Whereas Man City started like a house on fire, have dropped off a bit. Home losses to Brentford couldn't beat Fulham until the 96th minute with a dodgy pen. They aren't getting better every time you see them. Newcastle yeah. are. And I think for that reason alone, we'll finish top four definitely and be in that conversation for the Premier League. Yeah. I think that's the point. I was like, you've articulated it better than I could because it's Christmas and there's been too much alcohol. Hmm. But um, it's the drop off. Like, we'd there would have to be such a sig- like, it would have to be something terrible would have to happen. A big injury problem or, or like, or or just something going horribly wrong at the club. For us to sort of fall out of that top that that top three for me, like we're 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 an excellent side, and as you say, getting better. You just can't see that happening without some kind of catastrophe. Yeah, that's what all, the, all those teams, almost of them, have got European football to contend yes, with. Most of them exactly. will be in the cups. They'll go further in the mm. cups. They've got a lot more fixtures to deal with than we do. And yes, Man City have got loads of players, and they'll probably strengthen as well, but maybe not as as significantly as we do, as he as he said. But um, yeah, a little bit on the expectation. Um, word which has been used to beat us as supporters for years and years and years by previous managers by idiots in the in the media um it's not expectation for me i don't think it's expectation for many years but i i'm not expecting us to finish the champions league i'm just genuinely optimistic and believe it can happen it's 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 very different to saying this club should be in the top four when when we weren't good enough to be in the top four we should be in the top four because we are good enough to be in the top four with this team and this manager and it's it's optimism and and i think you're right dodds it's it's a very unique kind of optimism where because everything's so positive and because of where we came from like 12 months ago it's um it's optim uh, it's an expectation that doesn't have 
the same negative connotations if we don't achieve it. It's that thing of, like you said, Eddie Howe wouldn't be um, wouldn't be in trouble and no one would hold it against him if, if we did drop off. Everyone would just be so happy that, that things are different now and it's it's such a unique atmosphere around the club that I, I think that probably... It probably helps because there isn't that pressure. It's not like a you ha- you must. It's not like a Man United or a Chelsea where if they don't finish in the Champions League, it's an absolute disaster. If we don't finish the Champions League, it'd be like oh, and look, your lads will go again next year. Like it's that's unique for a, a top team, and that's probably plays into our favor as well. That lack of pressure that we can just go into each game each week and and do the same thing and just play our game and and not really worry about what the end result is. I think I do expect like I expect us to win games and like. It's kind of a nice thing. Like it like you say, it's an optimism thing, Sai, and it comes from a, a a good place. But like at this stage, like you say, with our form, I do expect us to win. I expect us to end in a pretty high position in the league table. Like that expect it's like you, you know, you hire people, you expect them to do a good job. These are professionals at the top of their game with an excellent manager and coaching staff. And we've got better so i do have an expectation and i think it's okay to have an expectation i tell yeah i agree i agree it's going to be very very interesting um the demand for tickets at newcastle now is just obscene it's just absolutely obscene and the reason for that is we're we're absolutely class you saw someone in the box office yesterday demanding a ticket for bournemouth (laughs) (laughs) they were like it's sold out (laughs) like surely someone can't make it um and it, yeah, you know, I'm with him because I, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm going to Bournemouth. Like it's it's it, it's it's a brilliant place to be. It's a brilliant time to support the club, and you know, stick with us on True Faith to hear how it plays out. Because I can't wait to be at these games. I can't wait to podcast them. It's just it's just so exciting. And there, uh, it's a nice place to finish. Massive, massive. This time next week. Well, this time next week it'll be Christmas Day. But <laughs> this, you know, this time in nine days' time, we'll have played Bournemouth. We'll have played Leicester. It will be. You know, we'll know a lot more about the direction of things after those two fixtures. I can't wait for them. I hope the, the, the players and the manager and everyone at Newcastle United knows how enthused we are as supporters to watch them play football. It's brilliant. Final reminder from me uh, on this podcast, we have another live show for you on the 7th of February at the Stands Comedy Club in Newcastle. It's going to be me and Charlotte joined by George Colkenneth, The Athletic, Craig Hope of The Daily Mail, Mark Douglas of The Eye Newspaper and Keith Downey of Sky Sports. We've done three or four of these before at the stand and they've been riotous nights. <laughs> People have told us they really enjoyed them. You may have listened to the podcast because we podcast them. Uh, we hope you can come along. Ticket sales have been really, really strong so far, so I'd hate for anyone to miss out. So uh, I'll put a link in the description to this podcast. If you want to come along, we're going to talk about Newcastle United, hopefully in a title-winning position or at least in the conversation, uh, and also look back at hopefully a massive January transfer window. So come down on the night. Um, the first part of the show is a live podcast, and the second part of the show is audience questions to the lads. So uh, would love to see you along. Get yourselves down final thing for me to say is uh please join us on patreon if you like these podcasts you get them ad free you get loads more of this type of thing we do about six seven additional newcastle united podcasts this week almost one a day so you can listen to that we've got loads coming up this week we've got a full leicester preview we're talking about newcastle united's front three in an ideal world who plays where and why and what we think will happen we've got the best of newcastle united on boxing day and we've got our very popular Show with Charlotte, True Faith, any questions where we answer your questions on Newcastle United. Get involved with all of that. If you like, we'd love to have you along with us for the ride. Thanks very much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.